0: If you have your Bibles, we're going to Daniel chapter 7. We'll read one verse there, verse 25. After lunch today, I sat at the kitchen table just by myself for a few minutes and just thought there was probably about 45 minutes that went by before I kind of looked around and saw that nobody was there, that I was alone in my thoughts. And I was just thinking about the service just this morning, the service last week, and God reminded me that to remind the people that you will receive according to your response. The word is preached, and then we respond. And when we respond, God responds. So if nothing has happened, it is not because god is not responding you respond first and god will respond and that's the conversation that god and i had at the kitchen table and i thought that i would relate it to you because it's important for the direction that we're headed tonight in daniel chapter 7 in verse 25 and he shall speak great words against the most high this is talking of a in a future sense and it's even talking about when the antichrist will come And he shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand until the time and times and the dividing of time. And as I was studying the other day, God stopped me at this particular verse, and he began to direct me concerning the message that I'm about to preach. Those words stood out to me. That he shall wear out the saints of the Most High, speaking, of course, of the Antichrist and the enemy. And I want to preach from this title tonight, if you would allow me, and if you would get set to receive and respond to the word tonight, an invitation to the weary. And. Just a few moments ago, Brother Keith stood in the pulpit and began to tell us what God had talked to him about, and God just has a way of confirming his word, and I appreciate that so much tonight, an invitation to the weary. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, God, I am so ill-equipped, Lord. God, to give this word to your people tonight, Lord. But I pray, God, that your power, God, and your anointing, Jesus, would break every yoke, God. Lord, that it would push through every obstacle and barrier, Lord Jesus. That your word that is anointed, God, would find a place, God, to lodge and to land in the heart of man right now, God. Lord Jesus, I step to the background tonight, Lord, and I pray your spirit and your voice would be heard. I'm asking in Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. An invitation to the weary. Life in 2024, it is taxing to say the least. There have been words uttered just this past week like, I am completely worn out. I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can go on like this. And we've all been there it seems like the more you do the more things seem to pile up the more you work the more you seem to get behind the more effort that you make the more hopeless things seem to become it seems that every day something new is added to what we were already juggling now as humanity we only have two hands right And we can juggle one ball, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, but you start adding thing after thing after thing, and pretty soon, it's not long until you can't juggle them capably anymore. When you take work, and you take people's health, and you take their property, and their house, and their car, and their family, and their friends, and their food, and their finances, and their marriage, and their school, and their relationships, and their own individual self, and you begin to try to juggle all those things together, it's not long until you wear out. The constant juggling, it causes worry and confusion and stress and fear and anxiety and panic and simple weariness. Life is riddled with too many dates and too many deadlines and too many duties. It doesn't seem like we can go on. And this can all be seen in the story of Job. Job is rich, he is righteous, he's raising his family, he's running his business, he seems to be juggling it all and doing all right, and then life happens. And one thing begins to pile on another, and message of doom after message of doom comes to Job in his own house, and problem after problem, and issue after issue, and challenge after challenge, and Job loses his livestock, the scripture tells us, in his ability to sacrifice. He loses his children, his sons, his daughter. He loses his house. He loses his servant, and well, he's trying to kind of grasp all of this, as he's trying to cope with all of this, in the middle of this. This mess, the enemy begins to attack him even more and attacks Job's health. And in Job chapter 10, we see that all of this testing and all of this trial and tragedy has taken its toll on this perfect and this faithful man as the scripture describes him. And he says in Job 10 and 1 he says, I am weary of life and I loathe it. And I will give free expression to my complaint. I will speak out of the bitterness of my soul. In the middle of this mess that had become his life, Job says, I'm just tired. Now, sometimes that's hard to admit. You're trying to raise a family. You're trying to build a marriage. You're trying to build a life. You're trying to be the strong one. And I want you to know tonight, it's all right to say, I'm just tired. But it's not just men that get weary. Everybody gets weary. In Genesis chapter 27 and 46, and Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life. At the very end, she says, what good shall my life do me? If you were to begin to look at the story of Rebekah and Isaac, it's really a tragedy. Everyone lost, and each of the main characters in Isaac and Rebekah and Esau and Jacob all schemed, and they all maneuvered, and they all used their human wisdom, their human ingenuity by rejecting God's Word and depending on their own wisdom. And the tragedy that each participant suffered because they insisted on working against God's word and wisdom. They only brought trouble onto themselves. They only brought more heartache onto themselves. When they stepped out of the will of God, they brought more issue on themselves. When they stopped listening to the voice of God, the things piled on themselves. And life doesn't always turn out like we thought it would. When Rebecca was scheming on how one son would defeat the other and one son would be above the other, she never dreamed that one day she would be left home all alone with no sons to love. But this is what her scheming got for her. You see, life can hand us many different things and it can be completely draining. Evidently, weariness is not a new issue to man. Paul sees the results of weariness settling in on the church in Galatia And he writes to the church and gives them some great advice. He says in 6 and 9 of Galatians, he says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. I said in due season, we shall reap. Come on, church, in due season, we shall reap. But he does add something on to the end of that. If we faint not. The word weary here in the Greek, it is faint, it is to be weary, it is to lose heart. And often in life, it feels like we should be hurrying all the time. It feels like we somehow should be busy all the time. But part of Paul's challenge to the church here is for them to slow down. And life is not a race, and I found out there's no prizes for doing the most or finishing first. got to be patient. You have to trust God in the weight that's on your shoulder and in the weight that is on the time clock. You have to trust God in the heaviness of life and in the happenings of life. Real life will happen. Real problems will happen. You'll be forced to juggle more than you want to juggle. You'll be forced to handle more than you desire to handle, but you need to know that there is a due season that's coming if you faint not. You and I tonight, we know the principle of sowing and reaping. You need to have patience to have that happen because harvest doesn't come immediately after the seeds are sown. Harvest takes time. It takes time that we don't think we have. What do you mean i got to wait? I don't have time for this. Have you saw how many balls I'm juggling? Have you saw how many issues are in my life at present time, and you're asking me to wait? And in those moments, of, we have to, we have to work, and we have to weed the garden, and we have to be willing to wait, and it's easy to lose heart in those trying moments. That's a very, very dangerous time. In the ancient world, this phrase translated to lose heart, it was it a was kind of fear and weariness that a woman experienced during childbirth, during labor, before delivery. It describes a time when the work is hard and the work is painful. It describes a time when the work is not yet finished, when the work has not yet been rewarded. It's easy to lose heart when we feel worn out. But that is exactly when we must hang on like we have never hang on before. That is exactly the time we must refuse to let ourselves grow weary. That's exactly the time that we must reach out to God and say God, you know how many things are juggling. God, you know how many Issues are a part of my life, but I'm going to hold on because I know I can trust you. In that same verse in the Amplified Classic, it says, Let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly. I'm just doing good, God. In just doing right, for in due time, listen to this, at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen or relax our courage and faint. That lets me know it's going to take some courage to get where God wants us to get. Other versions say don't get tired, don't get discouraged, don't give up, don't get fatigued, don't lose your enthusiasm. You know the best thing you can do when you're feeling weary when you open that back door, you just come dancing into the presence of God and say, "It's been a bad week, but I'm ready for what you got for me tonight, God. I'm ready to receive what you have for me." Yeah, I'm juggling a few few balls. I got a few issues that I'm taking care of. But God, I know that you are able. I know that you can do the impossible. I know that you bring strength to the weak. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm talking to somebody in the spirit. Do not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. This be not weary, when you begin to look at it, you'll find out it refers to the will of man. The mental will. And if you skip down to that final bit, faint refers to the power of man or the physical You see what we're walking through right now. It is a mental battle and a physical battle. But don't you dare let it get you past the state of weariness because weariness is dangerous. Deuteronomy 25 and 17 it says, Remember what Amalek did to you on the way as you came out of Egypt. So they're being delivered from slavery and in verse 18 and how he attacked you on the way when when you were faint and weary Fatigue is to the enemy of God like blood is in the water to sharks. When we are weary, the attack will intensify. It will never subside. It will never become less. But can I tell you, and I mentioned it yesterday to my wife, I said when there is an attack, when it seems more intense, you need to know that you're doing something right. You need to know that something's about to break in the spirit. You need to know that something good is about to happen. Luke chapter, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Luke chapter 22 and verse 45, and when he arose from prayer, being Jesus, he came to his disciples and found them sleeping, how? Sleeping for sorrow, they were grieved And then he said unto them, why sleep you? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Weariness is a dangerous place to be. Weariness will make you miss something in the spirit. 2 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 2, I will come upon them Well, he is weary. And weak handed, and will make him afraid, and all the people that were with him shall flee, and I will smite the king only. Weariness puts you at risk. Weariness places a target directly on your back. The enemy will attack you when you are weary. And can I say tonight, the enemy is often successful when we are weary. Because as a people of God, it is in those moments that we forget about our divine advantage. Don't you ever forget who is with you. Don't you ever forget where your strength comes from. Don't you dare forget about the Spirit of God. Let's look for a moment at Psalm 6. It certainly as we read through it, it seems like the author David is in a bad state. In fact, he's going from bad to worse to horrific as you begin to read it. In verse 1, he says, O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul is also greatly troubled. But, O Lord, how long is it going to be? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In hell who will give you praise? I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eyes waste away because of grief. It Weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all ye workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and put to be put to shame in one moment. Here, David tells us about two kinds of trouble that he's experiencing. He says, first of all, he says, I am weak. He said, My bones are troubled. David has weakness in his body. He has sickness and disease in this moment in his body. He has pain that is in his body. And then he says, number two, he said, my soul is also greatly troubled. So he's not just troubled in the natural. But David knew that this was a trial that caused spiritual weakness and pain also. This natural pain that he was in, it had also been combined with spiritual pain. It was these trials of body and soul that seemed to become more than was, un- than was bearable for him as time passed. In this moment, David was not sure about his relationship with God. When you begin to study what was happening in his life at that moment, he thought his relationship with God was on a shaky ground, and this caused David to doubt. You see, when we're not confident in God's love, troubles are exaggerated, When we're not confident in God's assistance, issues will take their toll. When you're not confident in God's power, even the small trials seem to be unbearable. He says, I am weary with groaning. All of these issues are weighing so heavy on me, God. And in those moments of his life, there seemed to be nothing but tears and misery that flowed from him. And David's issues caused him at least three troubling results, his weariness. David felt, first of all, that God was angry with him. Secondly, David lacked the presence, lacked the sense of God's presence in his life. And thirdly, David could not sleep. You mark it down. When you get weary... You will experience these same things. You'll feel like God is somehow mad at you. And that inhumanity, that builds a wall between you and God that is very hard for you to get beyond. You'll begin to feel like you cannot feel God, even though he is there all the time. Then at night you won't be able to sleep. You can't shut down all the stuff that's been going on, all the issues that you've been juggling all week. And David writes in Psalm 69 in verse 3, he says, Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I have come into deep waters where floods overflow me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is dry. My eyes fail me while I wait for God. David begins to get serious in his time of prayer. Save me. Oh God, David had many times in his life where this prayer was needed. He felt like he was about to drown. He said, these waters, they were up to my ankles once, but now they come up to my neck, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to swim for much longer. Sometimes we feel like so many things have rushed in on us. So many things have come to be a part of our life that they're now overwhelming us. And you, like David, feel like you're drowning in that flood. He says, I sink deep. In the mire. Things have gotten serious, God. I'm now stuck. I can't get beyond where I am. Now in other Psalms, David is full of faith. And he rejoices that God has brought him out. Psalm 40 and verse 2. Speaking of this same God that he's praying to now in such horrible issues. Verse 2 says, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. And there he established my going. David knew what it was like to have great faith. He knew what it was like to experience God's saving power. But weariness. had taken hold of his life. And now he feels as he's in an opposite position. His faith is lacking. He feels like he's sinking down in the mud and the mire. He says, I'm in the mire. I'm in a place where there is no standing. In other words, I'm looking for some solid footholds, but I can't find any. I'm moving my feet around in the muck, but there really isn't anything there to stand on. You see... Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. There's several kinds of deep mire that the believer may sink into. The mire of unbelief. The mire of sin. The mire of difficulty. The mire of loneliness. The mire of self-pity. The mire of discouragement. When you're in the mire, you feel stuck. And then you struggle to get out. But somebody hear me right now. Just like quicksand. The more you struggle, the more stuck you become. Struggling only makes you more weary. Looking for those footholds where there are none only makes you more weary. When you can't find a place to stand and you want a place to stand, that makes you more weary. Come on, is anybody here in pastor right now? I know some of you have said in exactly the places that I'm speaking to you about right now. David was worn out with all the energy that he had spent in his struggle, and he was crying out for God. He said, "God, when are you going to show up? I'm waiting for you. My throat is dry." David almost lost his voice from pleading with God so loudly and for so long. But I have good news for you tonight. Our great God has everything that we need tonight. But we have to be willing to receive the word. We have to be willing to respond to the word. We have to be willing to act upon the word that's being preached right now. You can receive help. You can receive strength. You can receive joy. You can receive power. You can receive your blessing. You can receive favor and your miracle, but you must respond to the Spirit of God. Isaiah 28 and verse 12, to whom he said, this is the rest. Prophesying of the Spirit that was to come, which may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. And this is the sad end of that scripture. Sadly, yet they would not hear. Perhaps you, like David, have somehow forgotten about God. Perhaps you're interested to hear the Word of God, to hear what God has for you. Perhaps you've forgotten about who He is and what He can do. So let me go ahead and refresh your memory tonight from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Hast, not, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not? Think of that. Neither is weary. There is no searching his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increases, strength. Another version he says he gives strength to the weary and to him who has no might he increases power. Another one says he gives power to the faint and the weary and to him who has no might he increases strength causing it to multiply and causing and making it to abound. Giving power to the tired and reviving the exhausted. He invigorates the exhausted he gives strength to the powerless. This is a word for somebody tonight if you really believe these truths about God then he has something that you need tonight. You need to express your faith in the middle of the mess if you believe it. You need to express your faith in the name of Jesus in the middle of all of this if you believe it. You ought to live for God like he is with you. You ought to live for God like he is for you. You ought to live for God like he is in you. You ought to lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting and say, God, you're worthy of all of the praise. Yes, I got some issues. Yes, I'm walking through some stuff. But you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I won't fear the reality is there will be moments when you feel weary there will be moments when you are tired but don't let that be the thing that decides how your story ends Isaiah 40 and 30 and 31, it says, Even the youth shall faint, and they shall be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Faint here in Isaiah 40 and 30, it means failure through loss of inherent strength. And weary in this ver- particular verse means exhaustion. Why? Because of the hardness of life. So they're fainting just because they're physically tired, but they're weary because they're mentally exhausted with all of the stuff that they've been forced to deal with. I'm glad that no matter what the reason for us is to be worn out, God is here to give us strength. All we need to do is trust Him. All we need to do is continue to wait on Him and respond to what the Spirit would say to the church because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. This is the purpose of the strength of God, to allow us to go forward in the Spirit. It's not to show off to somebody that we've never been weary, we've never gotten tired, but he gives us that strength so we can get up and we can go again and we can progress in the Spirit. And we can walk and not be and, and not faint. We can run and not be weary. We can move forward in the Spirit. Abraham, he's a patriarch of great faith, and Abraham was asked to go from era of the Chaldees to a land that he had never seen. And people begin to ask him, where you headed, Abraham? You've experienced a lot. We've watched as you've gone through some stuff. You've experienced letdown in your life. You've experienced testing even by the hand of God. You've experienced trouble, Abraham. You've experienced weariness. You must be so tired. But the faithful patriarch, Abraham, he just answers. He says, I don't have all the answers. I'm not completely sure. I'm just looking for a city with foundations. I'm just walking towards something whose builder and maker is God. So if you're tired and you don't know where you're headed, just keep walking because God has put it in your spirit that he has a place. He's got a promise where you're going to go, and he's going to bless you when you get there. The prophet Jeremiah writes as he speaks for God in Jeremiah 31 and 25. says, For I have satiated the weary soul and have replenished every sorrowful soul. Another version says, I will fully satisfy the weary soul. I will replenish every languishing and sorrowful person. Think about that. God promised tonight for the weary. He promises abundance in your life. He promises satisfaction in your life. He promises to fill the empty. He promises to refresh the tired. He promises to renew the weary. He promises to revive the worn out soul. The soul that is filled with sorrow, God's looking for you tonight. Because he wants to fill you with joy. The soul that's filled with sadness. God's looking for you tonight because he wants you to lift up your eyes. The soul that's been through stuff all week that you don't think you can walk another step. God's looking for you because he wants to bring you strength tonight. It's interesting to me that Paul gives the exact same advice as he gave the Galatians again. And this time is to the saints of the church in Thessalonica. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 13, he says, But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Somebody said there's plenty of well-wishers, plenty of well-resolving, plenty of well-suggesting, well-criticizing, well-talking, but there's simply not enough well-doing. Well, why don't you go ahead and just keep walking in the Spirit? Why don't you just keep walking in in spite of the tiring war within? Why don't you just keep walking in spite of the weariness that your soul and your mind is feeling? Because God's going to meet you here tonight in just a few moments. Musicians, you can come and help me. Pentecostals of Miramichi, don't let the troubles and the trials of life drive you into valley so deep of despair and weariness that you're unable to see your way out. You need to act in faith. You need to go ahead and encourage yourself in the Lord. You need to lift up your mind, lift up your heart, lift up your hands, lift up your head, and lift up your eyes. You've got to look unto the author and the finisher of your faith. Look unto the hills from whence cometh your help. My help, the psalmist said, that same David that was so depressed, that was so down and so discouraged, he said, My help, my help cometh from the Lord. You see, this is Jesus' invitation tonight to every person that is here. He said, come unto me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, come. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, or what you've done. Jesus isn't going to chase anyone away. Everyone is welcome to come to the foot of the crop. Jesus says come and when he says come unto me, Jesus was speaking with power and authority that said, I'm the one that you need to approach. I'm the one that you need to come to because there is no help in anything else. You're not going to find strength anywhere else. You're not going to find joy anywhere else. You're not going to find salvation anywhere else. You're not going to find renewing anywhere else. If you'll come to me, I'm going to give it to you. He sets himself as the one who has all power and all authority to take care of your need. Come unto me all who are labor and are heavy laden. Jesus directed his call after this general call, even specifically to those who were burdened, those who were feeling the heaviness of life way down on their shoulders as they were trying to walk and build a light. He was calling those who were weary, calling those who were needy. As we all stand tonight, I believe there's some folks just like that in this room tonight. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 29, he said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in hearts, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Anybody looking for rest tonight? This is an invitation to the weary. You see, an invitation from Jesus ought to be all that you need to respond to the presence of God that is in this room right now. You're not going to find a molten moment. You're not going to find that perfect time. You're not going to find something that's been set aside specifically for you. Right now, right now is the moment for the saints of God to respond. If you have a need tonight, you need to respond to the Spirit of God. We need to come together as a people of God. Come on, pastor's begging you to come to the altar tonight. You say, that's not for me. Well, you need to come anyway, and you need to support your brother. You need to support your sister. Come on, I'm not going to ask again. We need to step out in the Spirit. And we need to respond to what the Spirit is saying right now. There's a weariness, there's a heaviness that has come over our church. There's a weariness, there's a heaviness that has come over so many folks under the sound of my voice tonight. And the Spirit is calling. There's an invitation to the weary tonight. There's an invitation to the broken. There's an invitation. That's it. Come on, lift up your hands, lift up your voice. Harabyando koshamaha Ibala Rande Ka Mandolo Koshamaha Come on you'll receive according to your response Ilaramandere ke Soto Ramahasata Habaha Sando Kobanaha Ramanda Rakamaha Santa Habala Ramanda Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it, come on, the presence of God is in the room right now. He's moving from the left to the right and from the front to the back right now. He's filling the room. He wants to minister to you right where you're at. Yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. Let your voice speak, God, let your spirit flow right now. If you feel like praying for somebody, that's okay to put a hand on their shoulder. That's okay to pray strength into their life. Come on, we're in this together. We're not alone. God, bless us tonight in our weariness, God. Strengthen us, God, in our weariness, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Come on, this is pleasing to God right now.